Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That's right, my friends. You have tuned in to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, and we, as you well know, live in a bizarro universe. We do. We live in a bizarro universe, and I got a lot of things I want to get to today. You know, it's a Friday, so it's a little bit, I I don't know, I I feel like on a Friday we kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe look at a couple things we wouldn't normally look at during the week, kind of catch up on some things we may have missed. There's a lot of crazy out there. By the way, email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise also happily accepted at that email address. And glad you tuned in. Thanks for uh, for joining us. So a lot I want to get to today. And on a day like this, I, I go back and forth uh, determine, you know, trying to determine which thing I talk about first. For example, for example, CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Yesterday. This is the tweet. Again, bizarro universe we live in, especially when the radicals among us are in positions of in positions of power. Her tweet Read like this, evidence suggests that the benefits of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy outweighs any known or potential risks and vaccination. And that's fine. Okay, that's fine. In fact, I was just talking with someone who's expecting a little one, and she was contemplating whether or not she was going to get the COVID, COVID-19 vaccination or not. You know, I think what I consider a normal conversation when someone is expecting a child they're thinking about the things well we all think or should think about the things we're putting into our bodies or whatever but you know when you have a little one that you're expecting that you're preparing to welcome into this world you think about these things probably a little bit differently maybe a lot differently and she was not sure you know there's There's questions, right? There's questions. There's questions. By the way, we're not allowed to ask these questions. No, no, you can't ask a single question. You line up and you get the freaking shot. No questions asked. No questions asked. Trust the science. I mean, you're given all these platitudes and talking points. Don't ask a stinking question. So I was with, you know, she was, uh, actually she was cutting my hair. We were having this discussion. And so anyway, that's a fair part of Dr. Walensky's statement, again, her tweet, evidence suggests, she says, that the benefits of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy outweighs any known or potential risks, and vaccination is essential to protect pregnant people. Pregnant people. Now, you know what what this is in regards to, right? This wasn't just 
I don't know, a slip of the Twitter tongue or something. This is a deliberate uh, redefining of who gets pregnant. And, of course, people, oh, my goodness, people people respond um, accordingly to that on Twitter. And this, again, you, you know you know what she's she's saying here. This isn't just, it's in today's world, in today's world of uh, where this so-called pause, pause for a moment. I believe in, in rights for human beings, period, right? I don't think that there's, and, and I guess at some point I understand what people are saying. There's not, but there's not trans rights. There's not gay rights. There's not women's rights. There's not men's rights. There's just rights. We're all given rights when we're created by God. And then these movements start. I pause because there's always, there's always an angle to some of these things politically. But you can make the point that these movements start because they say certain groups are not given their human rights. And so we have to make sure that people that fall into these groups get are given these rights, right? And that's where this idea of trans rights comes from. But then what ends up happening a lot of times is that there's more rights given than just regular people are given, which is not right either. Some people, by the way, think that needs to happen. Some people think in order to atone for uh, you know the, the way that people were treated at some point, you know, from this point in time in the into the past, we've got to give you know make up for that. And I don't buy into this. That that you'll never, by the way, you will never end up on justice if that is your viewpoint of it. It's like a pendulum that's going to keep swinging back and forth. Because how long do I give this person more rights to make up for the fact that they were mistreated in the past? Okay, now do I have to make it up the other direction? This is an this goes on ad infinitum. We should all just stop and say, let's treat people like people. But this is the CDC as well. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, which is supposed to be following the science, as we're told. The, the CDC is supposed to be a scientific organization, a bureaucratic organization that follows the science and protecting or you know, trying to get Americans to, to stay healthy. Right, promoting, supposed to be promoting, not forcing, but promoting the general welfare, as the Constitution would say. That's what this group's supposed to be doing, following the science. Insisting that pregnant women are pregnant people may to some sound innocent enough, but that's not the the intent. The intent is to say that whoever wants to be pregnant, you know, you've seen the documents, or you've we probably even alluded to or talked a little bit about that here. Some of the, the 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 changes in terminology, right? I mean, if you look at the woke crowd today and the things that uh, we're supposed to make, you know, take out words like mankind. Can't say that because that's not gender neutral. Man-made, nope, can't have that. So then they start telling you what you're supposed to say. In fact, if you were a child of the 1980s, like I was, you realize I don't know how to have a conversation with someone who's woke because I just use words. In fact, when I was a kid, we used to be able to use the word he in a general sense. That just meant people. That didn't mean that we're trying to make a female conform to a man. It just meant um, if you were talking about a, a general person, you used the word he, and it was understood that it was just a person 
We just didn't have a word to describe both men and women. You can say, well, Todd, you could have used they, but that's not technically right either because I'm talking about one person, not multiple. But we've got that problem today too with our preferred personal pronouns. I go by they, them. I don't. I mean, this is what people people say and to my thinking i'm thinking or you know or is that 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 to me implies multiple doesn't to me anything that's they and them is multiple it's not singular anyway so we've got the cdc director out there in an organization that's supposed to be following the science telling us about pregnant people so we've got that out there on the scene we've got what's happening on the southern border, which is an unmitigated disaster. You know, again, I've said on this program for some time, again, bizarro universe we live in here. Up is down, you know, black is white, day is night. Just there's no, there, there is an assault on, on truth. There is an assault, especially if you claim absolute truth. You know, a lot of these folks don't want anything to do with that. They try to deny that. In fact, they'll, they'll tell you essentially that it's absolutely true, that there is no absolute truth, which let that sink in for a moment. But nonetheless, this is at its core what we're facing, and it's why there's all this craziness. It's, it's that people want to, society, the, the leaders, the bureaucratic state, those who want to run from truth so much that they're willing to reject it at any cost. And this is the kind of stuff they end up they end up saying pregnant people, denying the fact that pregnant people are women, pregnant women. It's just craziness. Here's another. You look at what's happening on the southern border. Secretary Mayorkas, that's Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, announced just uh, maybe yesterday 212,672 migrant encounters in July is i mean the numbers are at all-time all-time highs in fact mayorkas is even saying the border is one of the toughest challenges we face you know when president trump left office we didn't have this problem i'll tell you what else we didn't have we didn't have afghanistan falling back into the hands of the taliban what these jokers have done internationally with afghanistan now with, um, you know, the, the border situation. Remember, Biden was going to come in and just nip COVID-19 in the rear. Biden was going to ride in on his white horse, and he was going to save us from all the problems that Trump had caused. By the way, I wonder, I found myself asking this question yesterday, when, when do the, and I, I don't say this, I hesitate to say this because I don't, there, there are real lives here, but just for the sake of where this goes politically, okay, so I don't take any joy in saying this, but I think it's worth pointing out. When do we start tabulating and calculating COVID deaths and attaching those to Biden and Biden's decision? How long into his presidency are we supposed to be doing that? Because they did it for Trump, right? I mean, they did. They blamed hundreds of thousands of people dying specifically on the actions or lack of action of Donald J. Trump. I'm not even suggesting we really should do that. I'm just saying, when do the people who behave like this, when will they start that that tally, that tabulator? 
They won't because of whatever reason they give you. This is Trump's virus. Biden had it when he got into office. Well, okay, that's fair enough. But if that's the case, China's the one that is where this started. And there's it, the evidence suggests it leaked from a lab, which we were told, by the way, was fake news. And that wasn't following the science when we were first talking about this. I remember talking about this, I mean, gee whiz, maybe, maybe a year ago. Raising that, maybe at the beginning, people were asking the question, where did this come from? Right? We know it started in Wuhan. There happens to be a, a big lab there that tests this kind of stuff. It looks like the outbreak was right around there. I mean, just based upon that, I mean, you don't have to be Detective Clouseau here to start putting these pieces together and asking questions, but you're not allowed to ask the questions. Again, Bizarro Universe doesn't allow you to ask questions because there's no answers. The it's it's so patently obvious again in this example if you've got if you've got a disease if you've got coronavirus covid-19 which is caused by the coronavirus that's concentrated in a city in china around a lab where they test said viruses or viruses like this we didn't know specifically but this sort of thing seemed to be a reasonable at least question to ask you're not allowed no you know why you're not allowed? Because they don't have any answer for it. They don't. They, they are busy trying to get you to believe that pregnant people exist and not just pregnant women. They try to get you to believe that men can have babies and women are not you know, the only ones who hold that right or have that ability or whatever. They're so busy trying to cram all these other things down your throat, they realize at some point we have to... We can't provide stupid answers for everything. Unfortunately, I think that they can for some people. Some people don't have any critical thinking skills. They don't have any, any uh, curiosity. They don't care. They don't care. And it is an unmitigated disaster. Biden and the Democrats have let it. It is truly just, it is a dumpster fire. It really is with immigration all-time high. We just ignore it. People coming across with COVID, getting released into the general population, catching and release policies, stopping the border wall, saying walls don't work. Meanwhile, watching uh, you know people come to the border and telling them, literally saying for news reporters there, we're coming because Biden, because Biden's president. And people are scratching their heads. Man, we can't figure this out. We don't know why we don't know why there's a crisis at the border. In fact, we have some people. I talked to someone a few months ago who acted like there was no problem at the border. And I think, are you stinking kidding me? What news outlets are you watching? Are you watching MSNBC? By the way, Nicole Wallace, I've got a soundbite from her as well. Nicole Wallace, who worked with Bush, who's as big of an anti-Trumper as they come. Nicole Wallace had a guest and they were talking about how the GOP is basically becoming the modern-day jihadists. I kid you not. They really had this discussion um, in the wake of January 6th because Trump met with the family of Ashley Babbitt. That's akin in these lunatics' minds. That's akin to President, to President Bush circa 2004 sitting down with some family of a jihadist. Some Al-Qaeda terrorist family back in 2004. That's what they compared this to. I'll play the soundbite. It's a, it's a lengthy discussion, but there's a, 
a segment of it that, that goes into that. So there's all sorts of stuff. And on a Friday, I like to kind of hit and go through some of these things um, that we probably didn't get to or couldn't have gotten to during the week because we were talking about, you know, some of the meatier things, especially um, especially this infrastructure bill, which we talked about a lot this week. So timeouts in order. Got plenty of more things to talk about here in the bizarro universe that we're being led into by the radical left. The radical left, they believe in nothing, yet they believe in everything. And this is what happens when you have these jokers running the show. They reject absolute truth. They reject reality. They reject freedom, freedom of choice. You do what they say. You don't ask any questions. Got a judge, by the way, in Hamilton. Is it Hamilton County? A county in Ohio. Bear with me here. A judge in... Yeah, Hamilton County. Oz says yes. Oz told me this morning that's Cincinnati. I don't know if that's true or not, but Oz says that it is, so that's we're going to think that she's right. But 21-year-old man was uh, told by the judge that he either has to get the coronavirus or COVID vaccine or face 18 months in prison. What in the world is this world coming to? There's a story to that, but that's the judge's orders, judge's ruling. Timeout's in order. Deep breath, bizarro universe may be true, but folks, you can live in reality still. There's a lot of folks that still live in reality with you. Maybe not as much as did yesterday, but um, you know, folks are folks are longing for truth. So this should be concerning. Get our attention. It should cause us to become involved and to take action and to try to persuade others to accept truth and to stand up at school board meetings and all that sort of stuff. But it shouldn't, I know some people get over, I don't know, just a little bit panicked at this stuff. But no need for that. There really isn't. Deep breath. Remember God's in control and that people still hunger for truth and for light. So it's our job to proclaim it and to shine it. Quick time out. Back here in just a minute. My friends, look, I know we've covered a lot of crazy already this morning with what's going on, and I know that that's a lot for some to take in. But again, um, I mean, we have to be concerned, but I just think all this should do is motivate us to action, right? We shouldn't sit and worry, chew our fingernails and wring our hands. We should get up. We should go out. We should attend the school board meetings. We should find people who are candidates we can support. Understand you're not going to find the perfect candidate. Um, You know, there's some locally here. I'm thinking about uh, Senator Todd Young in particular. I mean, I'm not the least bit enthused about this, but better than what a Senator Joe Donnelly would have been for the state of Indiana. And who knows, maybe there'll be someone who challenges Senator Young in, in the primary, a serious contender. I don't I don't know. But, I mean, we, we shouldn't throw up our hands or just give up hope. That's what the left wants us to do. They want us to do that. And fortunately, people aren't. I think 
if you look at what's happening at these school board meetings around the country, yes, it's concerning what's happening in our schools, and I'm not minimizing that. But at the same time, at the same time, people have been awakened. People are not putting up with it. You see people that have never attended a school board meeting before. Some of these crowds at the school board meetings are, I mean, just just busting at the seams. And one of them, they, they were outside the meeting. I don't think they could even get inside. So there is, there is an awakening. Truth is still accepted by people. And you got to figure a lot of people are followers. If they think that it's, it's easier to go in line with the nonsense and just play along and not say anything, they will. But if they see strong people proclaiming truth, and it makes sense to them. They're not against, you know, supporting that movement as well. But it takes it takes effort. It takes the decision to say, I'm not just gonna sit here and wring wring my hands. Here's I mentioned I mentioned this a couple times. MSNBC. MSNBC is the home of literal insanity. I mean, it is it is beyond insane what goes on on that network. I watch it sometimes for entertainment. Like I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Impractical Jokers. I don't know if any of you watch that. I love those guys. They are hilarious. Not always the most edifying stuff, but funny stuff. The kind of stuff that I don't know. Me and my we didn't obviously do it to that extent, but you know the stuff that a lot of guys with their buddies might do on a much lesser level than these guys do, but. Funny, funny stuff, right? I tune in for pure entertainment. That's how I tune in to MSNBC, just to see what they're going to say next that is not living in reality. And so here's an example. Nicole Wallace, who used to work with President Bush. This, by the way, is supposedly the Republican. She's supposed to be, if you follow the, the mainstream narrative, this is the Republican you're supposed to emulate. Nicole Wallace, she's sophisticated. She understands and can find some common ground with the radicals. She can articulate the radical leftist viewpoints better sometimes than the radical leftist can. And she says some really bizarre, and uh, I want to be nice, just some crazy things. I, I mean, she's she's at the right network. So she has this guest on here, and they're talking about President Trump in his meeting with Ashley Babbitt's mother, and I think husband, I think is who he met with. He, he made a press release. He had a press release earlier, earlier this summer that said, who killed Ashley Babbitt? Which, by the way, is a very fair question. Ashley Babbitt, as you know, um, was the individual that was shot and killed at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, and you've probably seen the video there are questions why was she shot who shot her just imagine again just compare and contrast this with with what happens just just take officer darren wilson and michael brown in ferguson missouri we needed to know everything about that officer where he you know what he looked like we saw pictures of him we um the, the guy had to move i mean the guy effectively um, is in the witness security program. I mean, really, he's he, he had to effectively change his identity. This guy, it wasn't safe for him. 
And I'm not saying that that's what I want for this officer. That's not my point. But I'm simply saying there's no curiosity here. There's no question. It's just that the narrative is Ashley Babbitt was an insurrectionist and some Capitol Hill officer shot and killed her trying to stop the invasion of the Capitol on January 6th. Again, you, you can watch the video, right? I mean, you can watch the video. There was no immediate danger being posed. She wasn't armed. I mean, the, part of the narrative is this officer was trying to save his life. I understand it was an intimidating situation. I'm not saying that there was not anything going wrong with the people that were there. I'm simply saying we can't even ask these questions. In fact, if you ask these questions... And if you did what Trump did and you meet with these parents, you're now being compared, quite literally, to terrorists. This is insane. Listen to this. This is a serious conversation on MSNBC. I mean, Nicole, you were there uh, in the Bush years. Uh, You know, can you imagine if President Bush had met with either the widow or a mother of a jihadist that had killed American troops or what? was trying to kill American troops, it would have been an absolute political scandal of epic proportions. That's what it would have been. And we've become so numb to Donald Trump's crass, inappropriate, uh, and outlandish behavior like this that it's almost not getting covered in certain corners. So I'm so glad you're raising it because is it is truly the delusional of, of, of going to meet with someone uh, who was trying to attack our democracy itself, someone who's the mother of someone who was trying to attack, our democracy, attack our democracy itself. itself. It's the wrong thing to do. It's politicizing this issue. But at the end of the this day, guy, the I have no, this, is, this is what, pure this, stupidity. This is 100 percent stupidity. This guy comes on here like some intellectual has all these answers comparing meeting with Ashley Babbitt's family. Can you imagine if President Bush in the early 2000s sat down with the widow or the parents of, uh, you know, some terrorist who killed or tried to kill American soldiers, American citizens. Pause everything. Who did Ashley Babbitt try to kill? Is there evidence here that she tried to kill anybody? What did she? Did she have a weapon? Did she have a, a bomb? What? What on earth is this Joker talking about? This guy. This is truly delusional. This is. This is the kind of stuff that is attractive to people who don't follow, who don't think about it themselves, who just listen to the platitudes. They hear insurrection. They hear capital invasion. They hear January 6th commission. They see uh, representatives tearing up on the, you know, when they're asking the questions, they see all this stuff. And then they say, man, you know, this is, this is serious. You know, this, and, and they just jump to conclusions. Literally, this is nothing at all like meeting with a member of the Al-Qaeda Widow Club. This is nothing at all like this. Was Ashley Babbitt chanting death to America and death to Israel as she stormed the Capitol? She didn't even see was outside the door. Now, she was, I think, reaching through the door or something or the window, whatever it was. It's been a while since I've seen the video. But there's legitimate questions. What, what risk was the officer that shot her in when he fired that weapon? This seems to be, I, I mean, even though she's white, it seems to me that the people who were in the Black Lives Matter movement would say, hey, this, there's, th- this is something, candidly, that there's much more questions about than there were with Michael Brown and Darren Wilson and Ferguson. 
Michael Brown attacked Officer Wilson. Officer Wilson shot Michael Brown at a close distance because he was basically on top of him. They said Michael Brown was a a kid. He's a, a humongous. He's 18. I think he was 18. He just committed a strong-arm robbery, and then he attacked an officer, and Officer Wilson shot him. That is much more cut and dry than what happened to Ashley Babbitt. Maybe there's reasons. I don't know, but you're not allowed to ask the questions. That's part of the bizarre world that we live in today. You're not allowed even to ask the question. And then stupid comparisons like this are made by people who have, this guy worked in Homeland Security that's on here saying this. This guy has no business being anywhere near any position that requires any critical thought whatsoever. This is delusional, my friends. Absolutely, positively, 100% delusional. And just like anything else on MSNBC, I mean, it falls into that category. But this guy, I, I don't even know what to say to this guy. This guy, this guy may be beyond help. I don't know. This is this is really his critical thinking skills are non-existent, or he's been completely programmed by some radical in some university or somewhere, some academic, into believing this nonsense. This is just. And this is sad. The the critical thinking skills here are deplorable, dare I say. But anyway, there you go. Bizarro universe we live in. Quick time out. Listen to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Back program brought to you in part by our friends at Carriage House Woodworking. Carriage House Woodworking, located in Plainfield, just a little bit west of the city of Indianapolis. Countertops, cabinets, they're family owned. They'll walk you through every step of the process. You get a free sink base uh, with qualifying purchases. And Carriage House Woodworking, 317 406 3042. 317-406-3042. Be sure to tell them that Todd sent you. I'm going to have to get to take a, a break here quickly because of just uh, I, I was uh, been long the past two segments. But I want to reference or, or set us back up, and I want to get to this after the break. I referenced this earlier. This is um, on a website called roguereview.net, and... I referenced it earlier today. Headline, judge orders 21-year-old, quote, get the jab or face 18 months behind bars. That was a ruling in Ohio's Hamilton County, which Oz has told me is Cincinnati. I'm going to trust her on that. But this is um, Judge Christopher Wagner, and I'm going to read a quote from his ruling and talk about this after the break. But I got to do that after the break because I've gotten us off the time constraints um, by being long-winded, especially the last segment. So a quick timeout is in order. Sit tight. When we come back, we'll talk about this ruling uh, by a judge forcing a 21-year-old to get vaccinated or face 18 months in jail. This is literally where we are today. Let this sink in. Is this America? 
yesterday, you know, I have to, for, for the podcast purposes, we have to, in, you know, title our programs. Yesterday's title was Un-American. This is Un-American. This is Un-American. This concept. I mean, there are people cheering this. That this is exactly what we need. We need forced mandates. You got employers forcing people left and right. Talk about it after the break. Sit tight back in just a minute. back i just saw something else i want to talk about so i'm going to get through this really quickly judge orders 21 year old get the jab or face 18 months behind bars again reading from this uh, website roguereview.net it says this a judge in ohio's hamilton county where this publication was founded has ordered a 21 year old man to either get the covid19 vaccine or serve 18 months in prison the, the man named brandon rutherford had been arrested for a minor possession of fentanyl. Judge Christopher Wagner included the following points in the sentencing hearing. I'm just a judge, not a doctor, but I think the vaccine's a lot safer than fentanyl, which is what you had in your pocket. You're going to maintain employment. You're not going to be around a firearm. I'm going to order you within the next two months to get a vaccine and show that to the probation office. And apparently, Wagner also told Rutherford he would send him to state prison for violating the community control conditions. Cincinnati's WCPO reported the following. According to the transcript, Wagner threatened to send Rutherford to state prison for up to 18 months if he violated conditions of community control, which is commonly referred to as probation. Unfortunately for Rutherford, a healthy man in his early 20s, the vaccine does not seem to even defend against transmission. I'm reading from the website here, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Because we know that we know that the fact checkers will be all over that. It is also under emergency use authorization only at the moment in the United States, which doesn't give anyone extra reason to feel comfortable with the experimental jab. Again, I'm reading from the website, Facebook, Twitter. That's not to mention its lack of FDA approval. Anyway, there you go with that. Now I know some of you, well, Todd, he's got fentanyl. Okay. I mean, this is how this happens, though, right? It, it's, it's an erosion. It's, it's people, well, you know, they, it's understandable that they force this person or that person. It's, it's small groups of people or it's individuals, right? And the next thing you know, it's, it's being forced upon you and me. And then when you, not you, but the person who wasn't concerned when everyone else was being forced or highly pressured or whatever uh, they weren't concerned until it became them they suddenly realized well, no one seems concerned about me now well that's how this works anyway so there's that um during the break i got an email from the new york times so we know this has to be accurate new york times is reporting as of about 10 minutes ago i got this email Breaking news. Everything's breaking. Breaking news. Breaking news. Nine moderate Democrats, House Democrats, I should say, intend to tell Speaker Nancy Pelosi that they won't back a vote on a budget plan until an infrastructure bill is passed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This cannot make the Democrats happy, my friends. This is what we talked about earlier this week. If you remember my conversation, our conversation about uh, former Indiana Congressman Baron Hill, Democrat, back in the, what, 2009-2010 era, back when 
um, the affordable, so-called Affordable Care Act was passed, and he stood up there at that podium, and he said, this is my town hall meeting. I don't know who you jokers think you are out here in the public, but this is my meeting. I'm throwing in some words, but that was the definite feel of that meeting. I was there wagging his finger at the crowd. Who do you think you are? It's my meeting. I'm the congressman. You know, do as I say, right? I mean, total misunderstanding of the role of a representative, right? Elected representative, total misunderstanding of what we have. But nonetheless, that's what he did. And I was talking about blue dog Democrats. I was talking about the pressures. And I was talking about how they lost their seats in 2010 in the midterms. Right In the first election after President Obama was elected to office, that first midterm election, Democrats got shellacked in part because they forced through the Radical Affordable Care Act. And the moderates, so-called moderates, were wiped off the proverbial face of the planet when it came to the election. Well, these nine moderate Democrats, and I don't have, a na- I don't have names yet um, – but supposedly today they're going to write a letter or release a letter that says they're not going to vote on the budget plan, which includes $3.5 trillion of Democrat wishes right? that they're using reconciliation to pass. And they need those nine votes. That if, if So they're saying we're not going to play the game of this being one package. We're going to pass the infrastructure bill first before we even look at the other. This causes the, – the political repercussions on this, if they – hold the line on this, are, are serious. It could potentially, who knows, it could potentially stop this monstrosity of a $3.5 trillion Democrat, radical, liberal, leftist wish list from getting passed. Got to take a break. Back in just a minute. You know, I'll tell you what's going to end up happening here. You're going to see an increased pressure. You're going to see an increased pressure on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to do away with this filibuster. Because if they can't use this, these shenanigans and tricks to pass this legislation, the left is going to lose their ever-loving minds. They thought they had a system figured out. Schumer was out there all cocky. Pelosi out there all cocky. Now, I'm not saying it's fallen through yet, but it is concerning for the radical left. And good. I got to go. SDG. See you Monday. Take care.